0: Game. blouses
1: gallant check disaster I uh, the- disaster
2: well I mean I'm no doctor we now join America's most popular show already in progress everybody loves Mitch and Sean you guys are the greatest duo
1: fantastic!
2: everybody thank you for joining us welcome to another edition of the postgame pines podcast my name is mitch gallo with sean you heard the crack of the beer as sean has popped one of his campbell play-by-play ipas i got my angry gallo ale and campbell i'm ready for a solid 30 to 40 minutes of sports talk oh yeah we got a special episode for you today and of course we are brought to you by LaBrosse brewery
1: lebrós.com check them out 133 lebrós in point claire get your campbell play by play ipa get your angry gallo ale there is going to be a special coming up cuz uh we 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 got to we're, we're 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 moving on from this we're going to be going on to another step so make sure that uh, you stay tuned here on the post game pints podcast and at lebrós.com but Mitch there is a reason i am wearing this jersey today and I love this, it and this hat do you notice the
2: hat, too? Is it Nordiques? I can't I can't make it out. It is Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, it's the Black Chicago Hawks. Blackhawks. Yes. Very nice. Does, very nice. Does that make sense? It sure does. You yeah. should have worn your Patrick Kane jersey, or at least had it hanging up somewhere, too. Oh, I thought about it, but I thought this was more apropos. Jersey-wise, that makes a lot more sense. We're going to talk a lot of baseball, actually, this, is a,
1: this episode on the Post Game Pines podcast, because, uh, Mitch, you want to welcome our next guest?
2: Of course, uh, longtime broadcaster, former voice of the Montreal Expos, and a good friend of uh, yours and mine, Elliot Price, uh, joins us on the podcast. What's going on, EP?
1: Uh, I don't know if Elliot's there just yet. I think we... I we, we there we go. All right, hold on. As uh, We got to make sure that he's there he is. back, he's relaxed, <laughs> he's getting ready to go here on the Post Game Pines podcast. I got my Expos jersey. I've got my Chicago Blackhawks hat on, Uh, and you know what? It's just a great pleasure that
2: uh, we welcome Elliot Price. How you doing, Elliot?
0: Okay. How you
2: doing?
0: (laughs) Not bad.
2: Big uh, grand intro for you. I hope uh, I hope you caught it. Didn't miss it. Uh, Yeah, almost lived up to what I deserve. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's it's good to see uh, good to see Elliot, and uh, and for starters. uh, how much do you miss Montreal? Uh, there are things I miss about
0: the city. There are things I don't miss. But most of what I miss is food, man. That's just, <laughs> I, as I, I, I tweeted it the other day, it's like chalet barbecue. There's tasty food pizza. There's bagels. There's Leicester smoked meat.
2: It's endless. Am I thought you were going to I, say Campbell and I, but okay. No,
0: I don't, no. no my, are you kidding? My my, I, uh, my daughters gave me crap because I didn't include them in my top five things that i missed <laughs> I, to, I told them look if it was a top 10
1: you had a chance I'm, I'm just curious for for what kind of top would it be for you to miss gallow and campbell like would it be a top 50 a top 100 like at what stage would it be that you would miss us what
0: are you paying me for this i i, mm. I need to, <laughs> for including I know, dave, my list. where's dave? dave dave runs the show here i'm not sure No, it's Ellie. It's not about paying me for this it's about paying me to move you up on my list
1: <laughs> it's always about the bottom line uh look elliot we want to talk a lot of baseball with you if that's all right i know you still love the sport and you're still uh you're you're heavily involved so why don't we just go back in the past like why do you why is it your sport why is it the sport that you love so much
0: well any anyone that uh, uh comes from montreal and goes back uh, to a certain date would understand Uh, it's all about my dad he was well he was baseball hockey crazy both but it's uh it's it's hard to i grew up in the montreal forum uh watching hockey games but believe it or not i'm like 10 11 years old we're not sitting together we couldn't get two tickets together at the montreal forum i'd sit in the grays which became the whites whatever they were uh my dad sat in the reds and finally uh, they they painted the blues. There were reds and blues at the Montreal Forum. And to, to make sure that they made maximum amount of money, they painted the blues red, so they charged them all the same price. <laughs> uh, I sat in the corner uh, of the rink, and my dad sat below. So I was in what the blues, and he was in the reds. I could see him from where I was, and I could hang out with his cronies between periods. But baseball, when baseball came. I was 12 years old, and we sat together every game and it was uh, it was a game changer for father-son relationships that's a great card on the bottom of your of your uh, drinking cup there
1: yeah i was gonna hold on because i i did i put it on, on a i know I'm the gonna... set
0: i know that set i have it brett barbary nicely done he married <laughs> better than we did but
1: see i put i i chose i looked at the set okay because i have the set and i was like oh i gotta put a card underneath and i was like who is the most obscure name I could put at the bottom that Elliot would know? Brett Barbary.
0: Well, here's the thing, okay? Uh, he's not as obscure, obscure as, as you'd like to think. First of all, uh, do you know who he married?
1: Someone better than we married. D- do either of you know Jillian Barbary? I don't. Okay. She Dave, was hold on. Hold on, Dave. Make sure you put a picture of Jillian Barbary on the, on the podcast right now. She, she became bigger than him, and he was a big leaguer. And I,
0: I do recall one time, I, I think that Brett Barbary hit home runs from both sides of the plate. He was a switch hitter. Nice. So I, so I went to Kent Singleton and I said, How many times did you do that? Yeah, <laughs> guy, hit, guy must no seriously. Switch hitter. Guy had to hit between 200 and 300 big league home runs. Yeah. Never did it. He never did it. How's that possible? Wow. Yeah, Brett That's Bar- crazy. Steve, Steve Jelts did it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
0: but, but Singy never did. But Brett Barbary did.
2: Well, you know, something he has over uh, Ken Singleton, then I guess. Um, I've done it in our senior league. I've hit a lefty and a righty over the fence. Were you Uh, even on the
1: team when I hit the righty home run, Mitch? No. You you weren't on the team yet, eh?
2: No, I wasn't on the team yet. And I don't think uh, senior league quite compares to uh, doing it on the bigs. No, not at all. I'm just saying
1: I've done it. in In, in, at Meads,
2: in the
0: kid kid park at Meads, I did it. We had it. We had a completely different set of media when we played in that league. We were uh, Melnick, Randy Teeman. Um, I, I think that uh, Ted Bird played played with us. Johnny Elias pitched for that team. <laughs> uh, who else was on that team? Do you remember Jeff Lumby? He did mornings at uh, CJFM. I recognize he, the name. He and Bird worked together on on that show. So it was—it uh, was quite a collection uh, of uh, of media rogues. <laughs> I, I'm sure you—you you were much. We didn't win many games. You guys win yeah, the championship
2: all the time. It's different. Yeah, seven times. Yeah, seven yeah, times. We yeah. don't include—we uh, don't include that many media people. Yeah, we only include the two good ones, Gallo and I. <laughs> seven. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Farrar, that's the only mention you ever get. <laughs> so. Let, let's let's go back. And by the way, I think that's that's a nice story about uh, about you and your old man, Elliot. And it's funny how baseball really lends itself to those bonding moments between a father and 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 his son. Uh, during those times, who are your favorite players to go to the ballpark and watch? Well, my favorite player now, the Expos came in, and I was twelve
0: years old. I already had favorite players, uh, so uh, my favorite player growing up was Frank Robinson. And he was in the American League, but he got traded to the Dodgers. And I remember Frank coming in, uh, playing with the Dodgers at Jerry Park. And it was just uh, such a thrill. Although I had, I had seen him. Uh, there was a story um, I had. Uh, I, we went, we were going to the all-star game in 1970. My dad was nuts, right? I mean, baseball was everything. <laughs> he took three vacations a year, spring training, all-star game world series seriously so he would he would go to these events anyways took the entire family uh to cincinnati seven of us in in a a car uh, across america and uh we stopped off in detroit and i was going to see the baltimore orioles for the first time i was going to see frank robinson play this was so exciting tiger stadium and the orioles are there and frank doesn't start terry crowley starts in right field and i had to have during a pennant race later on, during the 80s or something, the Expos uh, acquired Terry Crowley I had to come off the bench, and I had to explain to him why I hated him.
2: Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. reasonable uh, reason, yeah. too. And then and then, yeah. how about that, right? Uh, you, you, you have uh, Frank Robinson as your favorite player growing up, and then all those years later, he's the manager of the Montreal Expos while you're the play-by-play voice. Yes. Did that ruin it for you? <laughs> no,
0: no, I like Frank and we, yeah. we got along, we got along really well. And I think, I mean, there were days when, uh, Frank and I, every game there's a meeting between, uh, baseball's a wonderful thing because every single day, if you're covering a baseball team, the manager meets with the media, you used to meet in Frank's office. Uh, and, uh, so that y'all sit around and wait for someone to ask a question in Montreal, no one asked questions. There were there were there were two kinds of reporters, uh, the ones who knew nothing and didn't ask anything. And the ones that knew stuff and wouldn't ask because the people that didn't know anything, they didn't deserve to get their info from you. So everyone would sit in Frank's office and no one would say anything. So Frank and I would have this conversation it would only be like Frank and I talking about baseball and and, and the two factions. So one would leave Frank's office not knowing anything anymore, uh, and they didn't know anything to start with. And the second would wait until those people left to ask Frank their questions. <laughs> That's <laughs> too good.
2: It's also man, funny how some things never change when it comes to the media.
0: Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a there's a there's a group of people that work off everybody else. You know, you guys are yeah. forced to ask questions, and we were back then. We had uh, we had to have one-on-one interviews. And so yeah. um, we had to ask the questions there was no so everyone would stay back and let us ask and then they do their work off of our
1: work could you imagine Frank Roberts uh, Robinson in zoom media availabilities like the way that media is handled right now
0: I think he would have enjoyed it more he would have been able to <laughs> not have to meet in a room with all of these people and he'd be able to just do it off a screen
1: maybe I, I just I, I it's so weird now because you know i'll fill in for dan so then i'll jump in on the zooms and i have to like you know let the pr guy know hey i'm filling in so when i put my hand up you know i'm just not some rando and then you're, you're asking people but they don't see you it's not scrum i hate scrums by the way but now it's like a organized scrum versus you know being able to walk around a locker room or just having that one-on-one conversation with frank and you could just sit down and have a conversation no microphones needed you're just getting regular information that you're going to use for a broadcast
0: yeah but so so much has changed i mean back then especially hockey um every day like in baseball there's a game every day you got, you got something every day. The guys are available every day. They can't help not be on the field, at least in non-pandemic times, and, and, and they'll deal with you. When it comes to hockey, we used to be able to deal with the guys one-on-one. You go into the dressing room after practice, you pick out who you want to talk to, and you talk to them, even if there's other people doing scrums with individual players because today he's he found out he's not playing tomorrow, whatever it is. You wanted to do a, a special feature on someone, no problem. Man, as you guys know, you got to go through the team now uh, to get any uh, individual interviews and the relationships between uh, the reporters and the players is fractured partly because of that.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I feel that uh, storytelling and, 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 and broadcasts and, and everything is hurt by that Elliot, because you just that that relationship being fractured, as you mentioned, you're not able to deliver to the fans, the type of information that maybe the team doesn't tell you
0: and, and here's the thing um, for the most part I, I bet if you asked all of the players uh, how would you like to not ever do this again? I think, think most of them would vote for it and coming out of this I, I'm afraid that me too they are going to change the rules on you and there's going to be a whole lot less face to face and that'll be that'll be a shame yeah. because they've gotten used to it and now they're going well, we only have to change from here to there to 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 uh, not necessarily be where we were previously and make it easy on everybody so we don't have to do what we used to. It's, it's a shame. It really
1: is. All right. It's uh, the Post Game Pints podcast, Campbell and Gallo, with our special guest, Elliot Price, uh, of course, former voice of the Montreal Expos. I just want to give a shout out to Wolfpack's. Dot ca wolf uh, for all your uh, puppy needs, it's a subscription based. Uh, you go check out the website, you'll get a package once a month. Your dog will love it, Mitch. What's the words? Woof, 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 uh, elliot. Uh, I gotta, I, I gotta wait, just wait, ask, wait, wait, let me, yeah. let me write that down. <laughs> I won't remember, woof, 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 woof,
0: woof. woof, woof.
1: Uh, Elliot I got to ask you because I know you you still love the game of baseball. You talk about your time with your dad and now I know that you have children of your own that love the sport and you're still up with the sport today. Like so when you're watching the season that's about to start or started, sorry, 2021, who're some of your favorite players that you love watching? Like who are the ones that you have to it's tune in. Miles is like let's tune in, let's let's watch this guy at at the plate at the bat. Or We're on the mound.
0: Right now, getting Miles to watch baseball is is iffy at at best, and that that says something about the sport. And he played it; he doesn't play it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gotten crazy back into football, uh, and and basketball. He watches uh, both sports now after not watching fine. sports at all like crazy. Uh, but baseball, he's just starting to. I mean, he pitched. It's the only thing he enjoyed about uh, about playing baseball was pitching. As, uh, as as Gallo would know, and and I would. There's there's fewer things more fun in sports. It's you on the mound with the ball. So watching baseball, and that's pretty much the perspective they give you, uh, is uh, how if you're interested in how pitchers set up hitters. Um, I, I it's it's the most interesting thing in the sport. Watching from the center field uh, camera and watching the catcher move about and catch a pitcher and how they deal with each other and, and the way that they uh, try to outsmart the hitter. That, that's my favorite part of the game. So while I love to watch uh, an Acuna, when I love to watch a, uh, uh, a Tatis Jr., my favorite guys are the pitchers in the league because uh, it is, and they need to make sure that this is something that's going to keep people going to the sport because they're killing it that way. Man, your guy's lucky if he makes it to the fifth inning now, the way they drag pitchers out of the game. But I'm, I'm looking I, – I was disappointed this afternoon. I wanted to see DeGrom pitch, and mm-hmm. uh, the game was uh, postponed. That's what I look forward to. Tonight, Urias is pitching for the Dodgers. I'm looking forward to seeing that. So that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much – and the 8,000 players I have in fantasy baseball, that's <laughs> – I've lost it this year. I lost my mind.
2: <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that about the fantasy baseball. But as far as the uh, – as far as the pitchers are concerned, I, I have that game on my docket, too. I want to see DeGrom pitch against the Phillies and was really disappointed when that game was rained out. Uh, He's one of the guys I like watching because, Elliot, I feel like compared to your generation of pitchers, the art of pitching has been lost on this generation to a certain degree. Uh, The managers and the pitch counts, it's all part of it. But also, everybody's trying to crank back and throw 95, 96, 97 compared to in your generation where, no, you're pitching a contact. No, nobody, nobody threw
0: 997 everybody and this is this is not an exaggeration everybody throws 95 now 95 was the uh, the mark right and you could throw 95 now you got to throw 98 99 uh, to differentiate differentiate yourself from the crowd uh, everybody throws hard but the guys the, the kind of pitchers that you mentioned there's still pitchers like that around you can watch Scherzer and you can watch uh, DeGrom and you can watch Wheeler and you can watch there are so many good pitchers in baseball. The top two guys on just about every staff are a treat to watch in how they go about their business and, and the analytics that they've done to find out what works. for them. Look at the guy. I was reading a story on, on the Burns kid from Milwaukee, mm-hmm. right? And how he's turned his career right now. He's lights out uh, at least through three starts. He's almost untouchable. He went back to look at uh, his analytics. And found out that on his on his two-seam fastball, they were hitting like 400 against him. So he stopped throwing it. He threw like 3% last year. And his ERA was, is under one now. And it was pretty much the same last year. And, and to find that in the pitchers and what they can and can't do, what makes them better, and watching them improve, uh, it's a treat to watch. I still love baseball.
1: All right. I got to ask you about my favorite player. Mitch knows who my favorite player is. He's a pitcher but he's also a hitter. He could put him anywhere on the field. The moment that Shohei Otani came to North America, I fell in love with him. I love pitch. I've always loved pitchers that can hit. And I know that there's a long list of them, but there's so few. And I love that you're using a pitcher in games that he's not pitching. Just your thoughts on Shohei Otani and how come there aren't any more of those players like that?
0: Because it's not easy. <laughs> hitting,
1: hitting is hard. Pitching is
0: hard. That one guy could do both at, at the level that this guy can is outrageous. And he will he will uh, blaze a trail. The fact of the matter is most of these really good hitters have pitched at some time in their life. And they've been told, no, you have to decide. Are you going to be a pitcher? Are you going to be a hitter? Brad Wilkerson, who played for the Expos, was a tremendous college pitcher. And they told him he had to make up his mind. You want to hit or you want to pitch? you got to concentrate on one of them to play in the major leagues in the first week of the season uh he threw the the uh fastest pitch and he had the highest exit velocity on a home run (laughs) same guy right now now, the uh the rays drafted a kid mckay who's who's capable and so you're starting to find more and more of these guys that can do both and are going to be allowed to do it in the major leagues if this guy succeeds he's got to keep that arm healthy
2: uh, and I hope he does and I hope you're right that he is a trailblazer. And uh, it's funny, right? Because we've seen the reverse too. We've seen a guy like Rick Ankeel uh, come up as a star pitcher. And then all of a sudden the guy can't throw a strike anymore. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a center fielder instead and be a slugger. So we've, we've seen good. the reverse. It sounds easy, but, <laughs> but it's not. But let's face
0: it. If you're a good hitting pitcher, you're hitting 220. That's a good yeah. hitting pitcher that's not good Absolutely. enough to be a hitter in the major leagues unless you hit the ball out of the ballpark and then you then you could be a pinch hitter and by the time they institute the universal dh won't be no more pinch hitters i mean look at uh, panda uh, he hit another pinch hit home run today he's hit in in the first 2 weeks of the season uh the former giant third baseman has already hit 3 late inning pinch hit home runs if the pitcher doesn't hit that guy won't be in the major leagues anymore
2: I can't believe when I saw him on the field uh, two weeks ago during opening day, it just blew my mind that he was still playing. I want to ask you uh, the, the question you probably get the most often. And I don't know if you're sick of answering it, but I'm sure everybody wants to hear your response. Are the Expos going to return to Montreal? Well, hopefully some baseball team
0: returns to Montreal. The Expos, I don't know. It certainly is trending in that direction. Um, I, I'm a little concerned now because – there's been all this talk over the last couple of years uh, on the, uh, the possibility of the Rays and the Expo sharing the team. And we're getting to a, a significant juncture right now in Major League Baseball especially with the money that uh, didn't come in uh, during this season and last season. And uh, we're also at the point where the players and the owners uh, are reaching the end of their current uh, collective bargaining agreement. And that means money. And money means you take this, We'll give that, and part of it would be expansion, big expansion money coming in, and this would be the time where Montreal might have been able to get an expansion team, but are you locking yourself out of that possibility by getting yourself locked in with Tampa Bay coming for half the time? I think baseball's coming to Montreal, and and I thought, uh, if you asked me 10 years ago, I was at zero, right? It was, you know, the, the team had left. There was no groundswell for... And then things started to percolate little by little, Montreal finally uh, realizing what they lost and letting the team go. And um, I, I have to believe in one form or another, it's the biggest market without a baseball team in North America, not including Mexico. I mean, and they love their baseball and they want baseball. So I would think someday, hopefully I'm alive, hopefully you're alive, Hopefully uh, your kids are alive uh, to see baseball again in Montreal.
2: Would you, uh,
1: would you come
0: Still back? Don't to have kids, do you, uh, I know you.
1: Yeah. yeah my boys <laughs> play ball. And I, I've, been, I've been coaching. I've been coaching the last few years. He's, he's, he's got a pretty good arm too. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but here's the thing yeah. Elliot. Would you come back to Montreal to call a couple of games? Oh, I'm not coming back to do a couple of games.
2: Uh, <laughs> yes. What, what, what yes. We
1: said, oh, oh, we're going to let Elliot do a couple of games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: but is that, you I mean, still, you still have that passion to, to be play by play, to do something like that, to, to, do, to, doing to doing dive into. This, I'm doing games this
0: summer. Oh, are the, you? Okay, uh, good. It's a local professional team, the Welland Jackfish. Okay. They have a beautiful little stadium in town here and uh, CFTB in uh in st Catharines, i I do their uh i do the junior games uh for the ice dogs so they're they're they got together with the jackfish they're going to carry games this summer so i should get 18 to 20 games plus playoffs
2: so it should be a lot of fun by the by the way i i know it is awesome and i i know uh i know that there's a lot of economics that come into play here but uh, Elliot, it, it's absolutely shameful that uh, major league teams like the Toronto Blue Jays are going exclusively to television broadcasts and eliminating the radio side.
0: No, 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 no. That's that's not that's not a fair. Uh, teams are not doing it. Team did it.
2: It's going to be uh, teams, though. They're 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 yeah. gonna no be the no way.
0: This is I just can't see that that happening. Uh, there is a, a it is a great disservice that they have done to Toronto Blue Jay fans uh, this season. Hey, and, and they don't even have Dan doing the games all the time. I mean, he's one of the best in the business. He so can yep, get yeah. away with um, their best broadcast team, of course, is Shulman and Buck. And if that was all the time, Dan, so because he's done baseball for so long, he might mm-hmm. be able to lend some of the things needed for radio. I can't see another major league baseball team doing it. I can't see the Blue Jays doing it again next season. I really can't. They, uh, they had to know that they were going to get, scratched for this and they did and uh, i really can't see that being the case in the future baseball on radio is a completely different animal than on television yep. and you're doing a disservice to your fans if you're carrying that how do you, you're doing a disservice to one side or the other right mm-hmm. fans on television don't need to and don't want to be told what the count is what the score is where the runners are where the fielders are positioned because they can see it And people on the radio need to hear it
1: over and over. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the same way. I, you know, I fill in for Dan doing, you know, play by play hockey, you know, that we started with the Montreal juniors and all that stuff. And I'm I'm getting to do more and more, but I know it's radio and I haven't done television, but I know that it would be completely different on television. I talked to Dan Robertson who does it all the time. And he's like, Mm. it's a different animal. It's just, there's, and I, I and I know they want to mesh it all into one. I'm so scared of that because I have such a passion for radio. Because I think that there, it's it's a different element.
0: The, o- the only other guy, the only other guy that was capable of pulling it off was Vin Scully, and uh, they mm. only did it during his innings. Uh, so he did radio and television at the same time. But when he wasn't on radio, had their separate broadcast because pretty much only
2: Vin Scully can do it. So <laughs> tell you what. When the Blue Jays hire Vince Scully, I'll listen. Okay. So uh, you mentioned Scully. He did the games by, uh, by himself. Uh, did you it. ever have to do that? Um,
0: I did. Yeah, not a lot. I don't remember no. doing a lot of uh, – of, it's it's not fun. The, the One of the best parts of, of doing the games and listening to the games – is to know about the personalities on the radio. You have, well, now four hours of, of broadcast <laughs> time uh, yeah. to fill. And uh, a lot of it is uh, people getting to know you as a broadcaster. There's no time for that in hockey. I mean, it's it's constant yeah. action. Lucky if the uh, if the analyst, like, as you know, uh, okay, you've got 20 seconds, fill. That's it. Your time is up. Thank you. You got to be able to fill that 20 seconds. You got all kinds of time. To talk about baseball and life and and circumstances and the city and food and it's just you know baseball broadcasts allow you to be yourself a lot more than any other broadcast and people can learn who you are and that's part of the charm of listening to baseball on the radio
1: yeah elliot price and his uh, analyst the hot dog that he's eating right that's you 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 loved having your food during the broadcast did you not um
0: here's here's the thing okay (laughs) when when i when i did when i did the morning show um how often do you take calls on on whatever subject it is and uh i think that the most called in moment when i did the morning show there was do you barbecue in the winter with pacioretty (laughs) getting run over by chara as
1: number two (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, i think we all remember that one that was that was
2: crazy. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mitch, I, I just want to ask, Mitch, do you want to do anything more before we get to our pop quiz and, and wrap things up here with Elliot Price on the Post Game Pines podcast?
2: No, let's let's go to the uh, pop quiz right off the uh, right off the hop here. I didn't All know right. So
1: it's going to be a quiz. I did not study. OK, here's the thing, As Elliot. I, I think the question's too easy for you. OK. OK. okay. Um, usually every guest that comes on the pop, uh, Post Game Pines podcast, we do a little pop quiz at the end. I do think the question is a little too easy for you. So then I I can expand it if you can't get it, but I think you can get it. So uh, this question and you can, by the way, Mitch doesn't know the question. So if you want to turn to Mitch for some help, call, you know, phone a friend.
0: There's there's plenty Mitch doesn't know.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) But this is, I think this is right up your alley. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the Expos, which I know you know very well. And I know that uh, baseball just started. So we just had our opening day. I would like to know, the five pitchers that have been the opening day starter for the Expos more than once. More than once. There's only – there's five pitchers that have been the opening day starter for the Expos more than once. I I kind of feel like you're going to name five players and get them all, like, right Ooh. away. But I will, we'll see how you do. All right. Um, Steve Rogers. Nine times.
2: Okay. I'm good. Nine times. Nine times. That's better than our seven times when you're talking about the championships. Before, yeah. Well, he just he just opening starter. They didn't have
1: anybody else. It was Steve Rogers. Okay. Wow. More more than once. More than once. Bill Stoneman. Nope. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> I, I only got one, man. He I did. Suck. He did. Okay, so I had the list of single. Bill Stoneman yeah. did do an opening day, but only one. Wow.
2: Yeah. about, uh, is, about uh pedro, I pedro? zero yeah. zero
0: pedro none. none i'm glad you saw me before i said
1: pedro you were yeah. gonna
2: say pedro <laughs> Dennis zero. I could, that's unbelievable i looked man. at this and
1: i was like none i was like I, I thought i was gonna be on the list i was like i just started looking all right so
2: give Steve me Rogers, uh, el
0: presidente six times six all times right.
2: Dennis Martinez. <laughs> I got another one. i'm
0: so pleased because this would be <laughs> plenty embarrassing
1: he got none <laughs> So you got the it. first you got the first two nine was the top six okay. was the second Now there's another Javi guy the that Vasquez. did three uh, and then another guy did two so who'd you say?
0: Javi another Vasquez. guy did
1: three and another guy did two yeah so Javi ba- Vasquez is one he did two and the, so okay. now you have two two names left one guy did three one guy did two there's two names left One guy did three and one guy did two yeah all right
0: um this is this is harder than i thought i should know this i, I, uh, I wasn't ready and i didn't prepare no don't 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 give me any. I, I, no clues okay that's fine no no clues i'm not
1: uh you're not brett barbary i not, want one clue what did, did i watch these two guys uh you no. know you definitely mitch you definitely know them both i but know did both watch i watched them both <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, yeah, you, I think you both, I think you, well, I know Elliot did uh, not yeah. to throw ageism out there, well, but I've uh, seen,
0: I saw almost every game. So there's a real good, yeah. ch- I certainly uh, saw Mitch, you, Mitch, you every, know, both of them. Yes. I certainly saw every single opening day they ever played. Yeah. So you got,
1: you got, you've gotten uh, two wrong answers. Oh man. This, two is, uh,
2: of- this is brutal.
1: I remember, uh, uh,
2: I remember being uh, not being at but watching an opening day as a kid and thinking he had the most ridiculous facial hair I, I had ever seen, uh, Dustin Hermanson. Oh, Dustin Hermanson traded him
0: to St. Louis. He did. He went. I think he went in the uh, in yes. the Tatis trade. What's that? <laughs> he did it twice. Dustin. Dustin Hermanson. Hermanson. You're missing I one. I always. You're missing I, one. They they never they never. Uh, I, I I had a nickname for Dustin, and I thought it would have been fantastic, and it never caught on. I was I, I thought they should call him the wind. The wind? Yes, dust in the wind. Pertinitive. <laughs> come on. And the wind, you know, like
1: it's no Well, way. hey, you were on radio. You could if you pushed it, you could have got it. Uh, Bryn Smith. No, he did it uh, once. Three times, he did
2: it once. I everybody
0: uh, that did it once. You once you like, one? Carlos Perez. Once. No way. There's no way Carlos opened three times. Once? once? <laughs> Carlos played one year everywhere.
2: Yeah, that's true. How yeah. could
0: Carlos open up a season? Do you guys want a, you guys want a clue? What, was it a pandemic back then too? And all the other
1: pitchers were
2: sick? <laughs> Campbell, what Carlos. year was it that Carlos Perez did it?
1: Oh, I, I don't have the years. You don't have of the years? You, yeah, I, I can look it up, but I don't have the, I kind of wrote it down on the, do you want a clue? Sure. He's a lefty. Uh, Jeff Assaro. Jeff eh? yeah so steve rogers dennis martinez jeff facero javi vasquez and dustin hermison the five pitchers to be multiple uh day uh the other starters uh you want me to go through the names uh mudcat grant uh, joe sparma carl morton bill stoneman mike torres steve renko dave mcnally charlie lee Brent smith Floyd Humans, Jim Bollinger. Yeah, I, I, I could have given you him. He uh, like, like you get a minute, look at him. He had like really weird ears, man. It was like <laughs> uh, uh, Carlos Perez, Tony Armas jr. And the final opening day starter. Come on. Everybody's favorite. The innings man himself.
2: Bartolo Colon. Levon. No. Oh Levon, oh, Levon. Oh,
1: Le'Vaughn. Nicely yeah.
2: done. No, Bartolo Colon uh, was never there for he, the opening yeah, day. Yeah, he was acquired mid-season. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Elliot, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Post Game Pines podcast. And, of course, that pop quiz brought to you by Cunningham's Pub, the best wings on the planet, not in the country, not North America, the planet. Uh, check out their Facebook page. You can uh, check out their website, Cunningham's Pub. But, uh, L- Elliot, Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, great to catch up. Great to see you. Glad you're doing well. Ship some wings.
2: I love <laughs> it's about the food. I hear, <laughs> I hear
0: they're really good. Everything's about the food. More important to my children. I told you. <laughs> and I love my children. But, but would I give up one of them for Chalet Barbecue? I have
1: three kids. Oh, you know what? Elliot, while I have you here, I have to ask you this. I have yes. to ask you this. I'm going to go back at TSN, Team 990 times, okay? Because I told this story on the air the other day. Mitch, you remember this story. In 2007, Prince's Cup. You remember we, we covered it. Well, Wayne Hughes made us cover it for like seven days straight. Oh, yeah. And you guys did morning, whatever. We were, there. Morning, we were whatever. there at the, like three o'clock in the morning yeah. setting up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I was just starting. I was like an intern then. And I was just had like a shift here, or shift there. You did on the Sunday afternoon when everything was wrapping up, you did like a show from one to four. It was the last show there. And we were in that booth and and I was opping and you were hosting for three hours, but you had no one with you. And you did the radio show by yourself, but because you needed a back and forth, you threw to me like every now and then we had a conversation, (laughs) but for three hours, not once did you say my name because I was pretty sure you had no idea who the fuck I was because <laughs> you got that. And you just finished your sentence and you looked at me and I just responded. And then I, you spoke for like seven minutes. I'd speak for a minute and then you spoke for seven again, but not once in the entire three hours, did you say my name? Cause I didn't think I was like, he has no idea who the fuck I am. You want to know something? I'm old now
0: and I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> Thanks, Elliot. Thanks, EP. All the best. Take care, boys. Have a good one. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome.
2: No, 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 no. no. Come on. VBF.